Dear Ashley, you've been at this podcast for over a month now. Are you guys just going to keep doing it for fun? Have you thought about trying to make any money at all? Sincerely, Steve from New Jersey. Steve, thank you so much for your question. Yes, of course, I've thought about trying to make money, but I didn't know how. You can't just cold call companies and ask them to pay you. I mean, I guess you could, but I doubt that would be super successful. So I did what I do best and I dove into some research. And it turns out there are a bunch of companies that claim to help connect podcasts to sponsors. But some of them seemed kind of shady and some of them took huge cuts, like 30% of what you earn. There was one company that stood out to me. It's called Podcorn, like popcorn, but with a D. And I really liked their model. They post a list of companies looking for a podcast to sponsor, and then they kind of get out of the way. So you get to pick which sponsors make sense for you. You name your own price. You write the pitch yourselves. You get the creative freedom and all that. You schedule the reads. You work directly with the companies on how the read will be delivered, yada, yada. And then Podcord takes a 10% cut across the board, fully transparent, which I appreciate. So I signed up on Podcorn, and guess what? They're the official sponsor of this episode. I dropped their link in the show notes if you guys want to check them out. So hopefully this is the start of a beautiful partnership. We can make some money and Steve from New Jersey can stop bothering me. Stay tuned. there and welcome to Dear Ashley, where friendly reminder, we are definitely uncertified and probably unqualified, but ready and willing to give you advice. I am joined as always by my husband, Steve, Howdy. who I haven't heard anything yet about your CBS Survivor audition tape. Just wondering where we were on that. Are you recording this time? Uh, yeah, this time I am. Okay, we good. just taped about 10 minutes uh, and I didn't hit record. So we're off to a, a sparkling start today. Don't worry, it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> this is also Steve's way of dodging the question. We have not yeah. made any progress on the audition tape. I have an outline. I need to bring it to my producer, get my producer's approval, okay. and then we'll start okay. moving forward. I have an outline in the notes tab on my iPhone. Oh, so you have made progress. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll negotiate... Uh, the fee, and then we'll get into we'll Wait, go, get into production. Okay. Yeah, there'll be a fee. Because you're going to produce it for me. So or you're what, paying me? Yeah, because it's a good opportunity <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh. Sure, I'll make money wherever I can at this point. Let our son know. turned four. Yes, our son is four years old. It's so weird. I feel like... We were just talking off pod, but we thought it was pod, uh, <laughs> about how uh, we've turned into those parents... That constantly talk about how big their kid is getting. Yeah. And when we were having talking about having Austin, we were like, we're never going to be those types of parents. Be like, look how big you've grown. You're such a big boy. But that's all we do. <laughs> how, may, how much free time have you spent scrolling through photos of like when he was born? Yeah, I haven't got to that part of the day yet. Oh, that'll man. That'll probably be later. I've been, I've been having trouble sleeping. When he gets home, yeah, that'll probably be later. And I, I've spent a lot of time just checking out his hospital pics and those first couple days when we brought him home from the hospital. It's, it's so strange. It's so strange. All those cliches about parenting are all true. Everything they say that you're like, okay. And then you have a kid and you're like, oh, I get it. It's yeah, very bizarre. He's huge. He's a monster. He can't like sit in your lap anymore. 
It is very yeah, hard to try mainly to because hold he's me. constantly squirming. Uh, but yeah, yeah happy tonight. birthday, happy Austin! Birthday We're talking him. about him on a podcast, and we said we wouldn't tell our friends about how big he was. But look at us; these are our friends. These yes. are our family. We have communities. Feel free to join our communities on Instagram and Reddit. <laughs> Both are under Dear Ashley Pod. Uh, two quick things before we get started, Ashley. Do you have a book recommendation? Oh, I mean, I've. I stand by Six of Crows. I started reading the Raven Boys series. I finished that first one, like I said. Been having a lot of trouble sleeping, some up and down mental health days recently. Uh... <laughs> That's the chair. <laughs> That's definitely I, the chair. I really hope the mic picked I pull, that up. <laughs> definitely did, because I could hear it in my headphones. Um, I'm not sure where I, where I stand on this series yet. It's not as good as Six of Crows. So check back in. Check back in in a bit. I think it's just a four book one that I'm on right now. Cool. Cool. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people gravitated towards your uh, book recommendations and were intrigued in how fast you're reading them. So I figure you should continue to suggest them and or maybe start a book club one day. Oh, I like book clubs. I did see other people posting recommendations. I'm going to get to those. I had just already committed to uh, Raven Boys when I... When we'll, I read them. we'll start a book club and we'll start a dating service. Yeah, after I wonder how we, dating least, let's try is doing. Uh, yeah, we should check in on that. Okay. Yeah, don't forget, guys. You can pop into the subreddit, Dear Ashley Pod, if you're single and <laughs> looking to mingle. Just drop your, what is it, ASL? Is that what it was? Uh, sex yes. location? <laughs> yes. That's what I used on AOL Instant Messenger in 2001. Oh, my gosh. 2000. Oh my We're like gosh. 1999. Okay. Wow. You're older than me, huh? So yeah, so we celebrated our our Austin, our Austin's birthday. We watched football without any rooting interest, which was a lot of fun. Right. Do you have a Super Bowl preview or a um, prediction? Prediction. We don't have to get into a preview. I think I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm a big fan of Andy Reid. And I I mean I respect Tom Brady, but I don't want him to win again. It's just gosh, the incessant conversation around him i just can't handle it so. I'm, I'm flipped that used to be me a few years ago i'm all in and if i was a betting man uh which i'm not i, I would have i'm sorry hypothetic- hold on let's not gloss right hi- over I that would've, i would have hypothetically bet against tom brady these last three weeks and lost a bunch not Wait, that i did what? a bunch no no just a, i mean lost uh both morally and um, Guys, if you want to support me after my son, my husband's degenerate no, gambling no, habit, please no, go to no, anchor.fm. No, no, no. That's slash. actually a serious topic. <laughs> I gamble responsibly. Uh, only a few units. A u- uh, units? Yeah. What's a unit? Well, can, we can do our gambling podcast later. Okay. That's but that's why I'm, I'm saying it's not time to bet against Tom Brady anymore. Taking the box plus three. Okay. Maybe even look at the over. First oh. half line. I'm oh, <laughs> uh, Cool. Should we get into the first question? Yeah. I mean, I guess I did kind of do little asides from our administrative stuff. Yes, you did. But do it, you want to read it again? Go ahead. Sure. Go to anchor.fm slash Ashley. Click support. No pressure, but a little bit of pressure. Join our communities on Instagram and Reddit. Ouch. Both are Dear Ashley Pod. Sorry, I smashed my hand on the desk. Okay. Let's get into it with the first question. Hi, Ashley. Um... First off, when I asked this question, if you play it on your podcast, can you do like that voice distortion thing so my girlfriend doesn't know I'm asking this? But uh, I recently started dating one of my best friends, and 
We've been best friends for eight years now. We know each other very well. And I love this woman, and if I could marry her tomorrow, I would. We've been dating for about two months, but if I could marry her tomorrow, I would. And my thing is, how soon do you think is, what do you think is the right amount of time to get engaged to a person um, after dating if you've known them for a while? Thanks. I love you very much, and I mean it. Wow, anonymous caller with a super normal voice. That was my computer, sorry. That's okay. Um, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your question. It's a hard a, one. Give him a name. Okay. What do you want to call him? Tom. Tom? <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, hi, Tom. Uh Thank you for calling. I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. That's tricky because normally, you know, you want to be engaged for a while to make sure that you and your fiance are both on the same page about getting married. But if you've been best friends for eight years, then I feel like it's a little different. That being said, if you're 19 and you've been best friends since you were 11, I think that's a different question than if you're... 32 and you've been best friends quick math since you were 24 so i wish you had said how old you were but that being said i think honestly the best thing you can do is talk to your girlfriend about it like if you guys are that close and you know each other that well you could frame it as like hey hypothetically if two people knew they were in love but they had only been dating for a little bit amount of time how long do you think they should wait before they get engaged and just get a read from her um, on where her head is at, because I think even though you know each other really well, there are obvious changes that come from dating than there are when you're just friends. And so you have a lot of getting to know each other as boyfriend and girlfriend still left to do. And I think one of the things that's most important for anybody before they propose is I feel like you should know the other person is going to say yes. Like you should have had conversations about it and make sure you're both ready before you pop the question. Like it should be a like a surprise, not a shock. Like an, oh, it's happening now. Not like an, oh, this is happening. So I think you want to avoid that. And I think you should find a, a clever way to talk to her about it. That's very smart. I think uh, he, he just stared at me to give my thought on this instead of being like, Steve, your thoughts. Steve, your thoughts. So, so I wasn't ready to completely speak. Oh, it's uh, a podcast, so <laughs> you should probably be ready. That's a very good point. Uh, so he's really looking for a, a time, right? Like, what's the best time to do it? Not like a time of day, but like... What, <laughs> 3.15 <laughs> yeah, p.m. At 7.26. Uh, I, I think Ashley's best point in there, and this is something I've actually given to friends in the past, too, is make sure it's a surprise like it's a surprise day but not a complete out of the blue shock like at least have some conversation that hints at that you're thinking about it in months in advance not months in advance I no guess. i think so yeah i mean right. there was one time we went to a this is deep insight into our relationship don't ever share oh i'm about to we were at a pf chang's happy hour <laughs> what <laughs> we went to the mall to pf chang's and went to happy hour and got uh 
a little, you know, when those you get were great. like, those oh, were awesome. I do know what you're saying. We got unintentionally okay, boozed. We didn't mean to, yeah. and we weren't safe to drive home, even though it was five minutes, literally five minutes away. Yeah. So we're like, oh, let's just go walk around the mall, have a and water, sober up, some Andean's pretzels, exactly. <laughs> and then until you, <laughs> you know, know, we're good to drive, and we're we cool walked people past a uh, what was it like a K Jewelers yeah, or something? You don't have to brand it. Whatever it's a jewelry, jewelry store. store, and you're like, oh, you should go in there and look at engagement rings. I was like, you wouldn't even know what I like. And then we were like, well, like if you showed me, I would have a better idea. And so we drunk went in there and talked about it. And it was a blast. And it was funny. And we took I don't get enough credit really for silly photos. producing that. Yeah. Because how would I have gotten your ring size? Well, you can steal there. a piece of my jewelry that existed. Wow, no, that's too hard. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot we actually like got measured and everything. Yeah, like, it was all part of my plan. It was really, it was really cute. So here's, and it was it, fun and it was no pressure. And then it didn't come up again for like a year. So here, Tom, here's a plan. Find a local mall. Make sure <laughs> that mall has a P.F. Chang's and Applebee's might do. Uh, Olive Garden will work too, but uh, try P.F. <laughs> Chang's or Applebee's because they make better drinks. Uh, I have about three or four, some apps, and then make sure you know that there's at least two different jewelry stores in said mall. Walk off those drinks and go get her sized up. <laughs> have some jokes, share some laughs, and on your way out, get an Annie Ann's pretzel. Yeah. those are the best. Get the cinnamon sugar ones. No, yes. no, no. Steve and I disagree original. strongly on this. The only, the only move from veering off the Annie Ann's pretzel, original pretzel, is if you're in the mood for the little wrapped hot dog ones. Little piggies in a blanket. Cinnamon you get sugar. Those. Cinnamon sugar. Uh, I don't think it's as good as it used to be. Oh, but best wow. of luck, Tom. I think that's that's our advice. Have a nice little afternoon for yourself in the suburbs and well, go we, to a jewelry on. store. First, first, <laughs> it's you need to give it more time. You've only been yeah. dating for two months, and while you know her, there are important differences between dating than just being friends. So I would say at least a year. Um, but before you do propose, make sure that your girlfriend is on the same page with you. Yeah, and you don't have to put the year on it. You could, if as long as you guys are on the same page, page, page <laughs> and have the conversation. Who cares if it's a year, or eight months? Huh? Just be just the conversation is the most important, right? Yeah. All right. Talk it out. Also, the, the one the one trick I think you might have told us this, and we did this a few times. We were lucky to do this, and it might be a little hard to pandemic, but uh, take a road trip, see. Uh, what you guys like are in common on the road out of your comfort zone. Uh, get lost. See how you handle getting lost. Uh, oh, you mean before you get married? Yeah. You need like, to drive just, a car together? No. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I think when you travel with someone, you get to see part of their okay. personality okay. quirks yes. that you might not see in their comfort zone yeah. or inside your own domicile. Uh <laughs> Getting out of the house is important. Yeah. Go on a, a road trip and and talk about things. I think yeah. we've talked we talked about marriage in the car a few times. It's just a like driving back and forth from Philly. Like it, it's a good place to get to know someone and be out of your comfort zone. I said comfort zone seven times. I okay. think he gets it. Okay. Tom, get out of it, Tom. Best of luck, bro. Yeah, send us pictures. Send us pictures of you guys of in a happy hour yeah. when it's safe. When it's safe to go. Send us pictures of you guys at a PFJ. <laughs>
Coconut shrimp. Okay, next question. Question two. This is a short one. Dear Ashley, I'm going to start looking to buy a house next month and would appreciate any advice you may have. I appreciate you and Steve. Love the new podcast. Thanks, Dave. Dave, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. Congratulations. Buying a house is a lot of work, but it's really fun and I think... It's incredible. I'm so glad that we bought this house. I love living here, but it's so much. Um, the, the biggest and most important piece of advice is when you're figuring out how much you can afford, like don't listen to Steve's chair. The calculators online and even the people offering you the loan will say you can afford um a certain amount of house that is probably way higher than what you actually want to be spending. Um, I would look at the amount that you want to pay per month and the amount that you want to put down and then figure out your mortgage and your rate and all that stuff based on those two numbers. Because on paper, you can, you can be like, oh, I, yeah, sure, I can pay for a million-dollar house. But then once you get into the nitty-gritty of the payments, it's, it's way more than you are anticipating spending. Because stuff creeps up, and there's all kinds of costs that come with owning a home that you don't have to deal with when you're renting, whether it's, like, water or taxes or, you know, like, something goes wrong, and all of a sudden you're several thousand dollars in the hole because your shower exploded, which happened to us a couple weeks ago and it's just the shower didn't explode it, i mean technically <laughs> it stopped working and then i tried to take the the thing off and then it did explode the handle <laughs> the handle i didn't turn the, the water handle off broke there's a different uh mental image that a listener could have of a shower exploding well the water and didn't a handle spray falling into off. my face the water like spray into our face it was, and it was i just mess. went downstairs and figure out how to shut the water off <laughs> But that's that is one thing is realize in the budgeting. I think this is where you're going. Yeah, is that set some aside. Do you remember our first house in Connecticut? What happened on the second day we were there? Yeah, the, the water. Previ- the, go, go ahead. <laughs> the previous owner was putting objects down the toilet. Not objects. That sounds creepy. It was like flushable wipes or something, but it like clogged our plumbing. Clogged our toilet up, and then we had to first off find a plumber in this new town uh, when we were used to just calling a landlord, and they showed up and like. A pipe burst in our garage. Yeah, it, it was. Shot, it was it shot poo everywhere. There was poo everywhere. <laughs> was fucking, I was like, I was so upset. I was yeah. like, this is what happens when you when own you a house. We had to get clean the shop vac. Uh, oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it was so, really I, bad. I mean, buying a house is so much fun. Yeah, my, sh- for sure, do it. <laughs> my, my piece of advice, and I learned this after the first time, was I was looking at like all the obvious things. I wasn't looking at the things that I wish I knew more about, like electrical sockets and drywall and paint peeling and just like old outdated stuff like wiring within the house. There Mm -hmm. was there was wires all over the basement. Like I was looking at uh, like, how can I set up the living room space? What's the kitchen look like? I would say uh, look at things like the vents, the electrical sockets. The corner floorboards, the flooring, like dumb stuff that is boring, but ends up being super important. Because we remember we got all our light switches fixed and that was a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. That stuff is so boring to talk about, even on a podcast, but it is super important. I think, so I'll go, I'll go back even further. I think the most important things 
um, when you're buying a house to consider are actually not like the light switches because you can you can swap that stuff out and it's easy. It's the square footage and the layout because sometimes bigger houses are laid out in a way that doesn't make sense for you. So like the layout and the bones of the house, um, where it is, is so important, not just with what you're paying in taxes, but in the school system, because when you're trying to resell it, like you don't want to go be the most expensive newest house on a street because all the other houses are going to be a lower value. So you want to be somewhere where you're in like, the middle ish on the lower end, even of the, of the value of, of your street and your immediate neighborhood. So that when you make improvements to it, it's going to be worth more when you sell it. Um, you want to make sure like the bones of the house are good and whatever things you're going to change, you need to factor that into your budget. And then you want to make sure you leave money to do those things because you're going to want to put all your money into the house and the down payment and getting a really nice house. But it's that like buying the right furniture for a space and painting and carpeting and floors and swapping out light switches, all that stuff really adds up. So you need to make sure you leave a chunk of money for the the moving in and furnishing of the house as well. So school system, location, 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 and don't be the most expensive house in the area. Those are the three big ones. And then don't don't put yourself in house debt. Like go cheaper than you think and figure out exactly what your monthly payment is going to be based on the mortgage and your down payment and all that stuff because you can slide those depending on what you want to pay and then Go that way. Don't listen to those calculators and the people trying to tell you you can afford $2.5 million houses. Also, just drive through the neighborhood every now and then and stalk the neighbors and see what they're like. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Stalking. That always weird. stalk. Stalk, stalk, stalk. Good luck. It's really that's fun and it's exciting. That's Wear fine. a mask while you're looking. Um, next question. Next question. Good tip. Dear Ashley, I enjoyed the silly debate about ducks, horses, duck-sized horses, and horse-sized ducks on the last episode. So my turn to ask something that is one of my favorite hypothetical questions. Nice. Everyday Everyday 12 things appear in your backyard. They are random, but all start with a letter of your choosing. What letter do you choose? I appreciate you, and I appreciate your eventual answer. Frank from Portland, Oregon. Frank. What this a great fun. question. I appreciate fun. you and I've never heard this one question. before. Me I heard either. the horse-sized duck one before, but I've never heard this. Oh, also, we should pay off the polls. So if you guys didn't follow along on subreddit, join our community at Dear Ashley Pod. We did the, or they did, I guess, post two polls after last week's pod. One was, should you have to lock the car when it's in the garage? I won and the that one. Is, I won that one. But then one, they I also, more one, importantly, posted. They more importantly posted who would win in a debate. The duck-sized, 100 oh duck-sized horses, and whatever. I won that one is the, the important the, answer. The closed garage one is a sweep. All man. right. We don't need to it get into the number. It wasn't a sweep. It was pretty want, close. No. The, the spread no, was pretty close. No, no, no. Okay. That was a sweep. good content. Anyways. I hope everyone's locking up out there. Shutting the door and locking up. That's, that's what we call it in the burbs. All right. This question from Frank. Sorry. All right. Everyday 12 things appear in your backyard. They're random, but I'll start with a letter of your choosing. What letter do you choose? This is fun to picture, first off. So I imagine the letters in your backyard, too. Oh, a, like a like giant per- letter and then surround the, it? The letters around there, so the objects know where to come. I feel like I have a, <laughs> I have a couple letters 
groupings. Uh, what then? Why don't I go first? Oh, you have your definitive the, the answer question, already. Yes. Okay, go. The then. question is, but they all start with one letter of your choosing. Yeah, I Which know. Which letter do you choose? You don't get a. I can, can. I can talk can, through my thought process can, on the podcast. You have to pick one. I know that. Uh, honorable mentions. Um, mine is the letter S because uh, it's the best letter of the alphabet. Okay. There are some pros here. Okay. We'll start with things like Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I feel like there's all other candies too. Starburst, Skittles, Sour Patch Kids. So my ratio for candy dropping in my backyard is very high. Okay. Also, sports. There, there'd be sports that were happening. Like, it doesn't, what does that mean? There, we'd get some basketballs dropping in. We'd get some footballs dropping in. So if the word in. sports... Okay. Or yeah, or there's a complete competition that comes in our backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I might be able just play Dutch football to watch. Yeah, an Australian rules football game in our backyard. Um, Did you pick this just because of Star Patch Kids, and then you are like kind of? No, I have more. Okay. Have... <laughs> okay. Slides. I could get some slides that would come in. Also, snow. Snow is in the backyard is so much fun. Yep. And a sled a for the sled snow. A sled for the well, snow. And skis. And maybe the slide, the sled, the snow can all be put together as one big object. Wow. Skis. Snowshoes. Snowshoes. That's great. Um, slime. If I wanted to slime <laughs> someone I didn't like, like an enemy, I could get some. You could slime could an enemy. slime someone. Wow. The letter S has endless possibilities. <laughs> Let's go into some cons. My biggest fear is snakes. Snakes. Yeah. Sharks yeah. on land. Have you ever seen one of the Sharknado movies? Yeah, it's sure scary have. when they're out of the ocean. Okay. Um, <laughs> also. Uh, stinky farts. <laughs> it's going to go. Stinky starts. With, that wasn't a fart. That was a chair again. We have to get a different chair. Oh, while we're taping the podcast, there's two beautiful deer in our backyard right now. So maybe your letter was D. Um, S is the right answer. I can think of more as you say your turn, but I don't want to hog all the time. Okay. Um, If I have to give one definitive one, um, I'm going to go the letter C. Okay. Because C gives me some of my favorite things. I get coffee. I get cookies i get chocolate i get candy which includes sour patch kids but then other things i get cider i get cheese most of these are food based yes but C's a good answer. I'm gonna keep going. This is good. You could get craft beers. You could get um, children, just random kids. You know, visual <laughs> entertainment. Maybe they're the ones playing sports. It's a bit odd. But candles. I... I love a good candle. Candles are really candles nice. Candles are great. Uh, cotton candy. Cotton candy. Uh, circuses. A carnival. Cars. Gosh, carnival. You get new cars. cars. Doing, ooh, card like card games. I love playing cards. Card Christmas. Just Christmas in March <laughs> is, is in my backyard. Sees <laughs> a really good answer thank you oh that's really good what are your honor i mean there's no there's there's no cons to c's unless it's actual convicts then you're in trouble convicts (laughs) cougars cougars are cool though cheetahs cheetahs would be cool yeah this is the part of the podcast where two people in their 30s try to think of things (laughs) that begin with the letter c just crime crime's not good convicts Uh, not good uh, crap. People could yeah. just dump crap back there. I don't Condoms want that. Condoms would be bad. Okay. Okay. Or safe, depending. You can or distribute safe. them yeah, to yeah, people yeah. who oh, need them. Good. Yeah, you can do a uh, service to your neighborhood. Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with C. I the first th- the first letter that came to my mind was B because I was like, oh, books and bourbon. That was the first one that came to my mind too. Yeah, books, books and bourbon, bourbon is pretty much balloons, boats, yeah, yeah. beer bottles of bears. wine. Oh, bears is a great one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also thought about P for puzzles and pizza. Yeah, that's um, good. And parties. You could just have a backyard party. I think C's the winner in this one. Ooh, that makes me happy. A fun debate. So if you have options, share it in the Reddit. <laughs> I'm going with S. Ash is going with C. Um, that's a fun question, Frank. Like we said last week, love the hypotheticals. Keep them coming. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate you. Next question. Question number four. Uh, full heads up. Emily from Los Angeles sent this question, and it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight paragraphs long with a PS, a PPS, PPPS, and I'll get. How about I just read it, not make it longer? That's than a it lot is. of PPPP. That's a lot of PPPPSs. She sent us a very awesome email, but the short summary of this question is that my job just ended, and I may be looking to switch careers. The long version is I worked in an office for the last three years, three and a half years, worked my way up as an intern to a junior staffer to a mid-level staffer. My office just closed and is sort of moving across the country. I applied to work in a new office, but there's no guarantee I'll be hired. There's no timeline when I come back. They told us it could take months. I have a few job options where I live, but they also are all up in the air and have no timeline for when I could potentially start. This is fine for now because I'm fairly financially stable live with my rents and my job is paying us slash continuing our healthcare through the end of March. I don't need to rush it, but I feel weird not being employed. Um, I'm skip ahead a little bit. I guess I have two questions. Basically I'm wondering if it would be just as awful as I think it would be to start a job and then leave it for what would be a really incredible opportunity with my office across the country. I'm also wondering if you have any thoughts about how to continue to enjoy sports while working in the industry, that is a great question. Any advice would be appreciated. P.S. Ashley, known my job was ending for a few months and hearing your process, the ending of your job on sports was so helpful. I really appreciate all the work you've done. I miss hearing you on sports and I wish you, Steve, Austin, and Ray all the best. P.P.S. I'm so sorry about how long this is. <laughs> you don't have to read all of these. P.P.P.S. I started okay. watching The Bachelor this season go. because I miss your Bachelor Bachelorette updates. Thank you for your influence. P.P.P.P.P.S. I've attached my resume so you can see what office I'm talking about. Sorry, I had to be overly vague in the question. Emily from Los Angeles. She rules. Emily, I appreciate you so much and I appreciate your question. I'm going to summarize it again. Steve, the chair. Sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Don't be forgiving of it. Okay. So Emily had this great job for three and a half years. They are, the job moved across the country. She doesn't know if she's going to get to go. She really wants to go. So her question is, should she look for a job now in L.A., assuming she doesn't get to go, but then if she finds out she does get to go, she's feeling very uncomfortable about bailing on a new job after maybe only a couple of weeks or a couple of months, should she look into a different career? She's considering switching over to sports because, again, she doesn't know if she's going to get this opportunity across the country, which... I know we're not allowed to say what it is, but it's super dope. So <laughs> she doesn't know if she should hang on and wait. She's paid through March, but she feels weird being unemployed. Should she look for another job? How terrible is it to start a job and then leave? Is this the time for her to make a career change? It's a lot. So I think, Emily, you should not feel bad 
at all if you get the opportunity across the country and you've already started something else at all. I have learned, and especially if you watch sports, you know this, it is a business and no offense to these businesses, but when it is in their best interest to cut ties with you, they are going to do that and they are not going to feel badly about it. It is why they call it a business decision. So I think you should start looking for other opportunities because you don't know if you're going to get to go and you should assume the worst. You should take, even though you're paid through March, you should take this time to update your resume, start reaching out to contacts, networking, jumping on LinkedIn, doing all the really fun and exciting stuff that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks while there's less pressure and you're still getting that paycheck because it's also easier to find an opportunity when you're not quite so desperate and thirsty to find an opportunity. So start laying that groundwork now. You never know what's going to come up. I think you should explore in both industries, the one that you've been in and also in sports, because the more that you talk to people in the sports industry, the more you can, and if you ask them honest questions as well, the more you can get feedback of, hey, this is my skill set that I have a that I have acquired over the last three and a half years apply to this industry? Where can I use it? Where do you think I could help bring value? And once you are hearing that feedback from people, you can get a sense of if there's anything else you could be doing to like bulk up your resume and like what you could be doing to sell yourself more in the sports world. And then if it doesn't work out across the country, you've already started looking, maybe you find something that seems great, you do it for a couple months and you're like, oh, I love this, I wanna keep doing this. Hooray, that's exciting. Or the thing across the country works out and you say deuces and you are gone. But here's the thing, you can do it in a way that is not rude. You can be very professional about it, you can be apologetic, you can be helpful in the position that you are vacating them. Give them as much time as as they as you possibly can for them to prepare, help with the transition, write a list of here's all the things that I think you would need to find in somebody in this position following me. You know, like you can you can make it so it's less awkward. It is very uncomfortable, but the short answer is you need to look out for yourself and your career because nobody will be as invested in your career as you are. That needs to be your primary focus, 100%. Because guess what? If somebody else comes along and is way better than you and would add more value to a company than you do, they'll be like, sorry, bye, we're going with this person. So worry about yourself, but certainly start looking. You can do it more leisurely now because you're not feeling the pressure that you may feel once your paycheck has stopped coming in. And then go from there. That's my advice. Steve, your thoughts. I'll answer the second part. Oh, yeah. That uh, is That was part You did a great job. That was really good advice. I'll answer the second part of if you have any thoughts about how to continue to enjoy sports while working in the in- industry. I'll make it quick. We live in an era where everyone has to have a hot, spicy take on sports. Here's my advice is – you can be critical about sports, but really limit it yourself to like your own teams and like be critical of your teams when they win or lose because that's just part of being a fan. You can't tell someone not to do that. Um, you're always upset. You're always mad. You wish they could do something different. But try to limit it just to your your like being a true fan of your team and doing those behaviors around your favorite teams and don't extend that. Don't be so critical to everything else in sports made this mistake uh, with 
sports in the past of like I was always trying to be the guy that had the hot take or the good opinion about LeBron James and then just appreciate how awesome LeBron James was mm-hmm. and I'm upset now and it took me a few years to to just chill out and just realize like these games are kind of silly uh specifically baseball like how silly is it that the manager wear jerseys that's a topic for a different day uh <laughs> Like have have a thirty thousand foot view on some of this stuff, and understand like oh I should just enjoy this Lakers Bucks Thursday night TNT game because I get to watch LeBron James go one on one against Giannis. I'm just using an NBA example. You can replace that for tennis. You can replace that for hockey. You can replace that with college football, and kind of just take it on the surface level, especially when you're not working. We've made the mistake. Of watching broadcasts and be like, ooh, that graphic stinks. Or like, ooh, bad cut to camera. I bet someone's yelling in the truck. Try not to do that and try to just watch it as a fan. It's 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 hard, especially when you're day-to-day living in it. But don't feel like you need to have a take on every single thing and just enjoy LeBron or just enjoy Roger Federer <laughs> or whomever. As like we're living in a great time of sports. Tom Brady even made me. It's, it's I really should be using Tom Brady as a phrase. It's like I, I despised him. I wanted he beat my team many times, and now I'm like, oh yeah, well, I'm living in the era of the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. just sit back and enjoy it. When uh, I was so critical sometimes. When I first started at ESPN, I made a mistake. I was a highlight PA, and I delivered the wrong shot sheet to Scott Van Pelt and he tried to read a highlight and he had the wrong information in front of him and it was live on SportsCenter and I lost it. I was fairly new. I had only been there for a couple months and I sobbed and I was an absolute wreck. And he made a point to come find me after the show and I thought he was going to scream at me and bite my head off. And he pulled me aside and he, he could you could clearly tell that I was emotionally distraught and thought I was going to get fired. And he was like, hey, this is... This is TV about sports. This is not yeah, life or death. We are not. It's a, we're not the. Not we're not in a hospital. Yeah. yeah, like where people are. If people didn't get the score of a game right, guess what? It's not the end of the world. Like sports is a gift. Sports is a, is a distraction. So as long as you, as long as you appreciate it in that way, and try not to get too bogged down in the business side of it and still can appreciate it as a fun distraction, as a dessert, as a bonus thing that's going on, and it's not like the be-all, end-all, then I think you can still enjoy sports while working in the industry. That's a great point. Uh, That's a great point. Thank you. Next question. It'll be a quick one. Stan Guy, love the show. That's a Pittsburgh reference. First off, long-time listener, first-time caller. My lovely, beautiful wife has a question for you. As far as electrical plug outlets go, do you prefer them to look like smiley faces or upside-down smiley faces? See pictures attached. Also, creamy or chunky peanut butter. And is Captain Ron your top five movie of all time? I didn't see all of You're right. <laughs> thing I know who sent with love, Jay Rebele, Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm assuming his name's Jeff. So thanks, Jeff Rebele. I appreciate you and appreciate your question. Oh, I'm sorry. Did this turn into <laughs> Dear Steve all of a sudden? <laughs> what is happening? Where do you want to start? That's actually a funny question about electrical plug outlets, something we don't talk about enough. <laughs> what do you prefer? I prefer the smi- the Well, I wouldn't consider it a smiley face. It's like kind of like a shocked face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. 
<laughs> Ever seen the Twitter account of pictures and things? Or yeah. faces and things. Faces yeah. and things. Yeah. It's really good. That's a, a lot of them are electrical uh, sockets. Yeah, I yeah. prefer the... I don't... I'm... I shoot. What? Now the only thing in my head is the O face, but that's not what I want to call it. <laughs> the shocked face. Uh, but I don't get super mad about <laughs> looking at that. I, I know I can't stop looking at it now. I don't get super mad when it's an upside down shocked face. What I get really mad about, and I don't know if this is only if this is more uh outdoor than indoor, but when they have them on their sides and the two O prongs are oh, in the middle. Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Makes me furious for some reason. That's There's brutal. one on our front porch that where we plug in like the those that tree light yeah, yeah, yeah. that I can never get right, and it's I hate it so much. There's also a spacing so issue much. too with those. If you don't space them properly, and you want to plug in, plug in like a um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, surge protector or a like the thing we have on the wall right there that has three prongs coming out of it. Yeah. If you don't space it correctly, you're blocking out the one above it. Yep. Some um, of them you have to put on the top. Some you have to put on the bottom or else yeah. you can't. Yeah, it's frustrating. Definitely smiley face is the right answer. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. so. Uh, chunky peanut. Well, I could go either way on the peanut butter. Oh, fashion. 100% creamy. Sometimes I'm a good in a mood for a good chunk. Never. Never with peanut Every butter. Every now and then it's decent. And then it's Captain Ron, your top five movies of all time. It's not for me. Uh, top 10, maybe. Really? Um, but this is a t- I'd like to take this opportunity to introduce a new segment, something I've wanted to find out the best way of doing it. I don't know if we'll be able to pull this off, uh, <laughs> no. but the segment is called Ashley Describes a Movie. No. Ashley is terrible at describing movies. Uh, for those of you that may have heard her do this in the past oh, no. or have interacted with her, she gives like real minor details <laughs> to describe the movie that have really nothing to do with the plot, but... Let's just let's just let's just let's go let's get right into it and maybe make this a reoccurring segment. Ashley, <laughs> tell me what Captain Ron is about. Um, okay. Captain Ron is a is a comedy. Um, Correct. <clears throat> and it's about a family and there's a husband and a wife and a daughter and a son and the daughter's pretty and they go on a boat <laughs> and I don't know why they're on the boat. I think they're on vacation. And the guy that's the the captain of the boat, his name is Ron. And he has long hair. And I think he wears an eye patch and like real like florally type shirts. And he is like one of those charismatic guys that like everybody likes. And the dad is like very jealous of Ron. And there's a scene with a shower. And I think <laughs> they're trying to open the shower door, but then the water gets too full. And then at some point, like Captain Ron what? gets something happened. There's a sh- I there's said a the scene. plot of the movie. <laughs> you said describe the movie. I don't know the plot. They get in with some bad guys. They stop somewhere and like I think the the daughter gets a tattoo or something. And then the the dad. No, the son. I think the son like starts dressing like Captain Ron. He calls the dad something like squ- squab or squib yeah, or something. So. Uh, and they get in with some bad guys and they like chase them and Captain Ron is like kind of saves the day but like ultimately teaches the dad that like the dad is the one that saves the day and so he like earns the respect of his kids and his wife finds him attractive again and the dad's like thanks Captain Ron (laughs) 
That's that movie. And that was Ashley Describes Movies. Good, that wasn't bad. You actually did a good job. The shower scene is really what uh, I was talking about. Is you hang on to these minor details. Those are the, I, that's genuinely the only thing I can remember from it. <laughs> the shower scene. And there, I think there was some... I'm pretty sure like the girl, the daughter... like fell for a guy on the island they went to who like was in a band or played a bunch of music or something and then the dad got mad about it i kind of remember that <laughs> what is the example that we use for this game uh oh back to the future back to the future i said ashley what's back to the future about and you said it's the one with the train at the end <laughs> no that was back to future three <laughs> It's the one in Ashley the old one. Ashley described Back train to the Future the 3. And you go, it's the one with the train at the end. <laughs> That's it, right? With Clara. Right. And they're for, in the for, Old West. For details of how you describe My brain doesn't do well with Don't movies. defend it. It's hilarious. It's cute. We're going to turn it into a I'm good at remembering segment. lyrics. Yeah. I can remember lyrics and stuff. But movies, I just... It's like vague recollections. Anyway, not my top five favorite movies. <laughs> who's the, who's Captain, the actor that plays Captain? Kurt Russell. Okay. Martin Short's the dad. Okay. I can't name anyone else in the cast. Okay. Woo. Uh, great job. <laughs> Thanks for your question all over the place. Electrical sockets, peanut butter, and Captain Wrong. But <laughs> nothing less from Jeff from Pittsburgh. Next question. Dear Ashley, how was Austin's birthday? Good. Good. For Well, for that answer, anonymous asker, I appreciate you and I appreciate your question. Let's bring in the man himself, Austin Brayman. Austin, how was your birthday? Good. It was good. What did you do? Mm, I, I, my friend sing happy birthday to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you get any cool presents? Uh, yep. I got a goodie bag. A goodie bag? What else? Uh, I got, um, I got an Optimus Prime and he transformed into a... <laughs> <laughs> wow. What about, did you get any dinosaurs? I did get dinosaurs. What about Power Rangers? I got Power Rangers. What? That's, you no got a lot way. of cool stuff, huh? Did you eat anything yummy? Mm, yeah. What did you eat that was yummy? Um, I didn't eat any pizza. I'm always cool. Because it's just... Hey, why is it not clean? It, it's recording. <laughs> Don't worry. You see the levels? They're right in the middle. You're you're good. Austin, can you say thanks for everybody for wishing me happy birthday? Thanks, everybody, for my birthday. Say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your stinkies. I appreciate your stinkies. Oh, <laughs> silly. <laughs> All right, say, Brayman, out. Brayman, out. Good job, sweetheart. Okay, I think we're done here. Thank you guys so much for all your questions. We appreciate them, and we appreciate you guys times infinity. I apologize. It's a little disjointed here at the end. Sometimes life gets in the way, you know, and you do the best you can. So we'll tell you about stuff that made us happy later. Um, But we had a lot of fun celebrating Austin's birthday, and we really appreciate all your messages for him, wishing him a happy birthday. So thank you for that. Remember, if you want to support us, you can go to anchor.fm slash Dear Ashley. There are a bunch of platforms listed where you can listen. 
just hit play on a couple of them at the same time and just put them on mute. Then you can go wipe up those stains on your bathroom mirror that have just been staring you literally in the face for weeks. Put the pot on mute clean up the stains on your bathroom mirror. You will thank me later. You can also uh, rate and review us. I did not pull a review, but they are lovely. I do read a lot of them. Steve usually does this part, but he's putting my son to bed. So, you know, there it is. And you can follow along with us on Instagram and Reddit, both Dear Ashley Pod. Call us at 929-399-4606 or write us an email at dearashleypod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.